0: Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an Oxy or a Perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. Demons be gone and the drought is over. National champions at long last.
1: This is Georgia Today, I'm Steve Fennessy. Today, the first national championship by the Georgia Bulldogs in 41 years. Even better, it was against Alabama.
0: There's gonna be some property torn up in Indianapolis tonight, baby!
1: My guest is Drew Hubbard. He's sports editor for UGA's student newspaper, The Red and Black. He covered Monday's game in Indianapolis. Before we get to the game, I wanted to talk a little bit about the mystique of Georgia football. You grew up in in Georgia, right? You're from Gainesville? Yes, yes, yep. Gainesville, Georgia. What was your perception of Georgia football growing up?
2: I grew up a humongous Falcons fan, and I always thought it was kind of weird that, you know, the college team is such a much bigger deal than the professional team, right? I mean, it's the NFL. It's the top dog. It's the best football in the world, you know, when they kick off on Saturdays, why is this Georgia football team, why are they the biggest deal? But it, that's just how it is. Gosh, if they play Florida and Jacksonville, the whole South just shuts down for that game. So growing up, you always knew that Georgia football was on top. That was the biggest thing that was going on. What is it
1: that makes specifically, you think, UGA football so absolutely essential to the, the Georgia and the and even maybe even the Southern
2: experience? Athens, for those who you know aren't really super familiar with the town, it is 100,000% just a college town. Without UGA, I'm not sure what Athens would be. There are multiple cities like that in the south, right? Auburn, Alabama, right? Auburn University Football kind of runs the show there. Tuscaloosa with the University of Alabama, not a whole lot going on there besides the University of Alabama. And I think that's a very exclusive southern thing that these cities are kind of revolved around the university football in the south is it's life you go to these football games with your friends you tailgate you do the whole nine yards you go out after a game if it's a win if it's a loss this very unique athens southern experience i think has made people gravitate toward that a lot more than just going to another big city spending a lot of money and going to a pro nfl game
1: well drew take us back to the beginning of the season
2: a cool thing about this Georgia season, right, it started off week one against Clemson with the pandemic. I mean, this was the first game in a while that it was full capacity. It was um, in Charlotte. That was the big game of the year. So, I mean, if you're a freshman and you were at that national championship game, you went from very limited capacity to one of the most historic seasons in Georgia football history in you know the span of two years.
1: Going back to that Georgia-Clemson game, the season opener, where Georgia beat Clemson 10-3 and upset Clemson, at what point did you start to feel like, oh, you know, this could be something really special?
2: Like you said, it was an upset for Georgia to do that 10-3. Neither team scored an offensive touchdown. Um, Georgia, the only touchdown in the game was because Georgia intercepted the ball and ran it back for a touchdown. So... From then on, I knew that Georgia's defense was going to be phenomenal and continuing to see this team just dominate other SEC teams. The, the
0: hype will begin to build for this team. They could move up to number two right behind
2: Alabama. And at the time, Arkansas was number eight in the country, a game that didn't really think that was going to be a big game in the start of the season. It's a good game. Georgia rolls over them 37 to nothing. And then we get kind of a similar thing, Kentucky coming to Athens. I think Kentucky was number 11. So number 11 versus number one, Georgia steamrolls Kentucky. And that, I think that was the moment where I thought, okay, you might have a playoff run. And then when you get the playoffs, right, it's just one loss and you're done. So that was the kind of first moment that I thought we might be on to something special here.
1: And we can't talk about UGA's miraculous season without talking about its quarterback. Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback, epitomizes what we as Americans should be fighting for every day. The little guy who has a dream and is willing to work hard to overcome difficulties, to persist, and doesn't
2: give up. His journey has been very well documented. He grew up a huge Georgia fan. He's from uh, Blackshire, Georgia, uh, South Georgia. His parents went to Georgia. and He always had the The dream as a kid, right, that I'm going to be the starting quarterback at the University of Georgia, and I'm going to lead the dogs to a national championship. And then he comes to Georgia as a walk-on freshman and is on the scout team. Scout team quarterback is pretty much a guy that the defense can practice against to get ready for their opponents and say, this is, Setson Bennett is very similar to the opponent we're going to face in our next game. He was the guy that you practice against to get ready for the real competition in the Rose Bowl. And this is Stetson
1: Bennett's freshman year, which was the 2017 season.
2: You know, the team constantly was talking, like, oh, this Stetson Bennett guy, like, he's really good. And then Georgia goes on to beat Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl to advance the national championship, which they later lost to Alabama. He um, wasn't given the opportunity to play his next season, his sophomore season. So he said, well, I'll transfer to a uh, Jones a small junior college in uh, Ellsville, Mississippi, I believe, Jones College, really small junior college. He said, I'll transfer there. So he goes to this junior college in Mississippi and tears it up. I mean, he's setting records. He's winning championships with them. And then Georgia comes back around. Kirby Smart, Georgia head coach, comes back around and says, do you want to come back? And he does and gets a starting job as a uh, junior and then he you know, has a really good start and then he has kind of a rough patch in sir JT Daniels who transferred from the University of Southern California Sir JT Daniels steps on the scene takes Stetson Bennett's job and JT Daniels has a phenomenal stretch he goes 4-0 to end last season all
1: right so let's recap Stetson Bennett's his kind of ping pong collegiate career he comes to UGA in 2017, he leaves UGA the next season, he comes back in 2018, he ends up winning the starting quarterback job, but then he loses it in the 2020 season to JT Daniels.
2: Yeah, and then Daniels takes it, and then, you know, starting this season, talking about Clemson, Daniels leads, obviously, at the end of the day, Georgia beat Clemson, and Daniels was the quarterback, you know, for in the top four. We're looking pretty for the rest of the season. Daniels is our guy. And then Daniels goes down with an injury. And sometimes, you know, in athletics, it feels like if you get hurt, you can stay hurt. And I don't know if that's going to be the case with uh, JT. It doesn't seem like it. Let me just get to what Kirby said. The oblique is fine. He's been having a little bit of a lat issue. Now, a lat is part of your back, kind of upper back. Smart told reporters it's bothered him some last week and it bothered him some this week, but he's done a good job. He's sharp, watches all his game tape, gets his reps, and he's done a good job. So we're hoping he can stay that way. So Kirby Smart says, okay, we'll rest JT Daniels, get some time to heal. Well, Bennett goes in there, tears it up, just like he did. You know, he plays really well throughout the season. He has gotten loads and loads of questions of, why are you the guy? Why is Kirby Smart playing you and things like that?
1: So, as, as the sports editor at the Red and Black, what what are the answers that you're hearing to these questions? Whether uh, you know, because that's ultimately Kirby Smart's call, right? He's the coach. What did he have to say about why he continued with Stetson Bennett?
2: Kirby Smart said, "We think Stetson Bennett gives us the best chance to win." And for a while, it was like. Are you serious? Like, what do you mean? He gives us the best chance to win. We got a five-star thing on the bench. You know, Kirby Smart was just consistent the whole time. That you know, he thinks sets and Bennett is a better option. Sets and Bennett can do some things that JT Daniels can't. Sets and Bennett can run much more than JT Daniels can. And that was just the whole time Smart said Bennett gives us the best chance to win.
0: We got a lot of guys hurt and beat up, including the quarterback and we hope he's getting better we feel like he's getting better but you know stetson played a hell of a game stetson made plays with his feet with his athleticism and uh, that's a dynamic that he brings that it forces them to defend us uh different ways he played really well too last year i don't think people give him enough credit for that
1: next how quarterback stetson bennett defied the expectations of more than a few detractors and delivered Georgia its first championship since 1981.
0: If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world. On a fork in the road i'm david Zelski, and on the fork in the road podcast we feature stories from georgia's farmers fishermen merchants artisans chefs and others who help provide georgia grown products to folks in the peach state and beyond find it online at gpb.org podcast or download it on your favorite podcast platform if you like hearing the news from around the state here on georgia today you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelski, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org slash podcasts or download it on your favorite podcast platform.
1: You're listening to Georgia Today. I'm Steve Fennessy. I'm joined by Red and Black Sports Editor Drew Hubbard. Okay, Kirby Smart goes with Stetson Bennett for the bulk of the 2021 season as his starting quarterback. But then we reach the SEC Championship in early December. UGA is ranked number one in the country, but they're also facing the dreaded Alabama team, which the Bulldogs have not beaten since something like 2007. And sure enough, Georgia ends up losing.
2: That was probably the first time I think this season that I really questioned Kirby Smart sticking with Stetson Bennett because the SEC Championship was on December 4th, and the next time Georgia would play was against Michigan in the college football playoff semifinal on December 31st. Daniel Bennett did not have a good game against Alabama. He threw two interceptions, one of which was ran back for a touchdown, and that was probably his worst game of the season. And I think that was my moment where I said, yeah, have five stars sitting on the bench. You have three weeks to get this guy ready for Michigan. Maybe now's the time to do so.
1: True. How do, how is it different covering UGA football from the perspective of a student journalist versus, say, for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution?
2: I think one of the really awesome pieces of being a student journalist is that, especially covering a college football team, is that these are also student-athletes. Student-journalists, right, we kind of are that plug for people to see what's life really like on campus. And from a football perspective, I mean, that includes, you know, really just being on the same level with those guys. When we're interviewing and Bennett, he's our classmate in a lot of cases. You know, he's just a normal guy that is our age, has the same problems we do. You know, he's trying to play football, but also passes class, or worry about his final or things like that. So, I mean, being a student journalist, we're able to, you know, be those, those guys that are really just tapped into the campus um, that can kind of connect the outside public to what's going on at UGA. What's Stetson Bennett like to interview for you? (laughs) He's awesome. I actually love interviewing Stetson Bennett. I think a part of him that has grown along with his play on the football field has just been his ability to just not really care when he's getting interviewed. He's just this Like, I don't really care what you think about me attitude.
0: You know, I think I always had a pretty constant view about myself. Um, I think I learned that life's hard. Uh, You know, you got to work for what you want. You know, you got to bet on yourself, love the people who's around you.
1: They got to love you and uh, bet on yourself.
2: He is known now for having a flip phone because he does not want to be on social media. Like, he doesn't care what we say about it. He's going to be himself. Um, He's going to say whatever comes to his mind. He's brutally honest. He'll criticize himself. He'll, you know, praise himself when he needs to praise his teammates. I think he's grown a lot in the whole media thing. And, you know, at some point, I think he just stopped caring about what people say about him in the papers or everything. Um, because he's heard it all. He's been doubted so much.
0: Talk so much about Stetson Bennett. There's a lot of heroes on the Georgia side, but, you know, Bennett has... His story has kind of a Southern Gothic tone to it. <laughs>
1: Monday night's game. I watched it at home, like most of us did, and I saw the first two possessions by Georgia where I think they gained all of one yard in those first two possessions, and I'm thinking... Uh oh, here we go again. From your perspective, what did it feel like?
2: It felt like we've seen this movie before, right? We've seen okay, Georgia's good. They're not Alabama good So when you're seeing Georgia struggling to begin with, it's like holy crap, like this is going to be even worse. This is this is going to be embarrassing. Seeing those first two drives was this is not going go well. to go well.
0: Bennett pressured on the rollout, and he's going to be sacked immediately. Christian Harris got there. And it's a big loss.
1: And so they're they're trading field goals, by and large, for most of the first half. And then we get into the third quarter, and that's when we finally see the very first touchdown of the game, which is by University of Georgia. But then we have this kind of controversial call by the referees, which took a while for them to deliver, when Stetson Bennett was tackled and... Looked like maybe he was throwing the ball, maybe it was a fumble, but the ref said it was a fumble. And Alabama recovered, I think, on the 16 yard line of UGA. That's like, oh, here we go again, again, right? Like you said,
2: is Bennett passing? Is it a fumble? Does Alabama recover the ball inbounds? Is his foot on the line?
0: I think, I don't know if that ball came out of his hand before his arm came forward, but the referee was right there. Discussing whether it perhaps was a fumble. Which he, threw of he, of the he threw the beanbag
2: down. Rolling
0: on the field is a fumble. Yeah. Recovered by the defense. First down.
2: This is the call we're going to look at in a couple of years and say that's what got us.
1: And, and Alabama ends up scoring, which uh, I believe – puts them ahead 18-13, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, that was their first lead of the game.
1: So we're in the fourth quarter, and this, this is when everything happened, Drew. I mean, this was incredible because we saw this really crucial turnover by Stetson Bennett, which is just giving ammunition to his detractors like, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is why he can't lead us to the football championship. And then he has that incredible pass. Tell us about that and and what it felt like to, to see the response that Stetson Bennett had on the next possession.
2: Yeah, I think that whole drive, I mean, he's in the national championship, the biggest stage. Like you said, he just had the weirdest turnover I've probably ever seen. Everything's against him. And then he... Hits a 40-yard touchdown pass.
0: Bennett launching. Mitchell. Caught it. Touchdown, Georgia. With a free play. The Dogs retake the lead.
2: We haven't seen and Bennett make a 40-yard touchdown pass in the biggest game probably of his career. So that was a, you know, oh, shoot moment. And I think that kind of got some Georgia fans like, like maybe we'll actually win this.
1: You said before the game, your team had a hunger to them. How did you see that play out on the field?
2: I saw it at halftime.
0: You know, there were people that said we weren't conditioned enough, and it pissed a lot of people off on our sideline, and they went to work. And before we came today, we burned the boats, and we came a fighting. And I'm proud of these men.
1: You worked under Nick Saban for 11 seasons. You lost this game against Alabama in 2017. How much sweeter does that make this win?
0: Well, that one will be with me for a long time, but this one will be with me for much longer.
1: After 41 years, the University of Georgia are national champions. How does that sound to you?
0: I hope it doesn't take that long again. Go, dogs.
1: Congratulations on the win, coach.
2: You know, if you follow the script of Georgia Alabama, that sits a minute doing that is not a part of the script that people had expected.
1: And I think that if, if there's an image that's going to stay with me from someone who is watching it on TV, It's Keely Ringo's pick six, you know, in the last uh, 90 seconds or so of the game.
0: From the pocket, launching downfield! Underthrown and intercepted! Keely Ringo!
1: And he's pretty much right in front of Kirby Smart, who leaps into the air. All the way to the end zone! That seemed to be the moment when this was a reality. What was it like watching it from where you were watching it?
2: It was a oh shoot like this might actually be happening moment and alabama was down eight at the time of that interception so if that interception doesn't happen and alabama scores a touchdown gets a two-point conversion yeah, you know, that game's tied so that was kind of alabama's drive to tie the game up and when he catches the ball it's and you keep seeing him run and you look down the field and you're like there's only two alabama guys and georgia's got like five blockers down there like He might run this back. And you start to hear the Georgia fans kind of think the same thing. And then when he crosses the end zone, I think the whole stadium just erupted. And
0: Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide.
2: Seeing people finally get... What they've waited so long for, right? I mean, it's in 40 something years. That's what makes this championship so cool is that people have waited so long. They've come so close. And to finally see it at all is phenomenal. But to be in the stadium when that happened was a holy crap moment.
1: When Kirby Smart invoked that famous call by Larry Munson from 1980 when UGA played Florida, tell us about, first of all, what that call was because the way he invoke that was really funny.
0: Okay, first, Kirby, I got to know, what does that trophy taste like? Well, I didn't get a full taste, but I can tell you this. There's going to be some property torn up in Indianapolis tonight, baby!
2: Which is a reference to uh, Larry Munson's call in 1980, a historic Georgia broadcaster when Georgia beat Florida in 1980. Do you know what is going to happen here tonight? Man, is there going to be some property destroyed tonight. I think a lot of Georgia fans would agree that Florida is a team that they hate the most. They love beating Florida. And Larry Munson, when Georgia beat Florida in 1980, the last time Georgia won a national championship, uh, Larry Munson famously said, there's going to be some property destroyed tonight. And Kirby Smart, knowing the last time he played at Georgia, he grew up um, in Bainbridge, Georgia. So he's grown up around Georgia football his whole life played there in the 90s. So he won a national championship at his alma mater and knowing the Georgia fan base, knowing how long they've waited for this, he said, there's gonna be some property destroyed in Indianapolis tonight. And that was such a cool nod to that 1980 team.
1: Everybody who, who's a Georgia fan probably got the
2: reference. Absolutely, and Vince Dooley, the head coach of the 1980 team, he was there. So you know, I mean, that was such a cool moment.
1: Well, you can't win a national championship without getting a parade. And Georgia will have its own on the streets of Athens this Saturday, January 15th, A huge crowd in Athens is expected for the celebration on Saturday. It begins with a parade at 1230 PM on Lumpkin Street heading into Sanford Stadium with a dog walk at 1 PM as the players get off their buses and head into the stadium for a ceremony that starts at 2 PM. Now the tickets are free. They will be first available to season ticket holders and students. Any remaining tickets will be offered to the general public starting on Thursday. Georgia Today is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Jess Mador is our producer. Our engineers are Jesse Neiswanger and Jake Cook. You can keep up with Georgia Today by subscribing to the show at gpb.org or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Go dogs.